1: One game away from making the NBA Finals again. I I just, one of the best,
2: if last game was the best game that the Warriors played, I am even
1: more impressed by the game that the Warriors played tonight. Wasn't perfect from beginning to the end, but I feel like in these type of games, Sam, when you are on the road, game three must win for Dallas, as must win as you can because you go down 3-0, you lose. I thought the Warriors played their best game of the season. it's just, and this team just seems like they're just getting better game after game, and uh, this was an incredible effort by really everyone, everyone on the team. I mean, yeah, man, uh, particularly for a bunch of overrated dudes who are not top seventy-five <laughs> all-time who couldn't get it done without a, a certain KD apparently. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I just don't know out there. I got no. Let's get into this game. I should save that stuff for another time. <laughs> Um, 109-100, I'm going to be honest with you, coming into this game, I right. thought Dallas was going to win. Yes. I thought th- this is a must win for Dallas. You don't want to go down 3-0, kind of classic, win this one, and then game four is the game that determines if this is going to be a short series or a long series. But the Warriors, you know what, I got to give credit across the board, starting with Steve Kerr, yeah. starting with, with – Staff Clay Draymond, even though Clay and Draymond were not particularly amazing for most of the game, right? Um, there was a don't level forget, of maturity. Don't forget the other guy, don't there forget the like, other guy. Oh, and and yeah, I I, I promised you we're going to do about 10 minutes on Olympians <laughs> in a minute, but what I want to say is that the first thing that jumps out to me in this game is just kind of like the maturity across the board, like this is this team. This team is not about wasting games doing random stuff. They're they're out here, they're like, we're gonna try to suit these guys. We're gonna try to win every game. We're not we're not gonna do that like you know how like five, seven years ago they used to do this stuff Thank where they're you. like, you know, yes. let's um, oops, we didn't show up, but we'll get them next game type of stuff. Yes, that's the exact that's the perfect place to start with this game because it started at the top. Steve Kerr was calling timeouts whenever ever the Mavs would kind of cut it to five to six he even called a timeout with the Mavs cut it to 10 right after the Warriors were up by 15 or something so the urgency started with him Steph very very uh, careful with the ball today no crazy shots I don't think I saw Steph took a single bad shot today well I guess he took one really bad at the end of the third but like outside of that no bad turnovers right I just felt like from top to bottom I felt like this team played a game that you would expect from a team that has won three championships, but you and I have sat here and we've sat here with all the light years goons and, and we've seen this team kind of screw around so much, right? The past two seasons. And it really didn't like feel like they shot they screw around tonight. If they lost tonight, it would have been, hey, hats off to Dallas, right? Hats off to Luca and all these guys. But tonight it felt like Warriors played the best that they could on the road against this Mavs team. And yeah, I mean, they were pretty much in control from halftime on. Really was what it was. You know, it, it reminds me of how we always say they're the new Spurs. You know, uh, Steph's the new Duncan, and it's the culture and all this sort of stuff. This reminds me of the Spurs. The Spurs are the notorious team who would not have like BS games. The Warriors have matured to that level where it's just kind of like, you know what? <laughs> we're we're not the young guys who are messing around anymore. We're just gonna get it done. We're gonna do our thing, and and that's the first thing. Um, but let's get to Let's get to the showstopper of the night. I, I, don't, I don't even think um, – I think people listening to this are surprised we haven't even gotten here yet, but Andrew Wiggins. Um, <laughs> that fourth quarter, That first off, Mark Davis needs to be disbarred for, for whistling. I mean, he literally ruined the best play of Wiggins' career. Like, I, I don't mean this as a um, slight in any way. It's just like that's the type of poster you see once a year in the league. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Call a whistle right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Disbarred is a good way to put it just for the for the sanity of the game, for the just respect to a guy that just made one of the best plays of the entire postseason. Well, what is that call? And then we watched the replay and you're like, well, it wasn't even close to a foul. I mean, I guess he made some contact, but you're like, come on man, What are we doing here? So, uh, yeah, man, Andrew Wiggins, 27 points. 27 points and I you know sometimes you're like oh he's playing the Harrison Barnes role he's maybe even playing the Andre Iguodala role a little bit but have those two guys ever scored 27 points in a playoff game Right, like even those guys have gone and some get some bad defenders and and really Luka Doncic is watching him. He's one of the worst defenders I've ever seen. He is dreadful out there. And kudos to Andrew Wiggins for taking advantage because they needed someone to take advantage tonight against the uh, Clay wasn't there, Jordan Poole wasn't there, and right we know about Draymond. We'll get to those guys. So there really wasn't any other scorer on the floor tonight. Andrew Wiggins showed up, and I thought he was the second best player on the floor. Yep, he was easily the second best player on the floor, and. It's not even just the scoring. I mean, 27 points, 11 for 20, uh, attacking the rim as he needed. All of that's impressive. But 11 rebounds to go with it? A guy who's never really rebounded the ball just being a slashing physical presence would have led the Warriors in rebounds if it was not for uh, Wilt Looney, you know, <laughs> holding it down in the middle. But, like, you know what? There's no shame in not getting as many rebounds as Looney, who's apparently going to average, like, $8 billion a game from now on. He literally is playing what everyone thought he was going to be coming out of college right. as the number one pick. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. It's just like I'm I'm speechless. Like, you know me. I've been kind of a skeptic that he could do this. With Haven't we all? I've been, a, yeah, I've been a skeptic that he would do this in the playoffs. And you know what? I, I got to tip my cap because not only has he done it, He's exceeded my wildest expectations. Yep. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I was, I was thrilled when he was doing, when he was getting like 14 and seven and being that slashing fourth, fifth option, who's valuable part of a team. He's outplayed Clay and Draymond in yes. series, yeah. Yeah. and it's not about like outplaying your right. teammates, but right. like. He's he's outright been the second best warrior the entire series, and I don't think it's particularly close. It's not close. It is that he came into this game questionable with an ankle injury, right? It, it's just it was not close. He was special. Look, defensively, you're not going to do much with Luca. Do, Luca does have this thing where he is very LeBron-like, where he can go at you into the paint and then he'll shed you and and score pretty easily. I've never really seen Luca uh, James Harden do that. Right, so like those comparisons don't really work for me now because it's like that's what LeBron does. He'll just go at you into the paint and then all of a sudden Wiggins is under the basket and, and you can't do anything about it. But you know what happens? You know what happened? You know what? how Luka isn't LeBron? Defense, right? The guy <laughs> just – I mean we talk about Pat Bev. Yeah, you don't, Pat you Bev? don't think you don't Luka is going to chase down this team in game <laughs> seven? <laughs> you know, you know what Pat Bev went – Against uh, what he calling Chris Paul a traffic cone uh, about a week ago, and yeah. that's I think that's what Andrew Wiggins feels about Luka Doncic. I have never seen someone uh, Andrew Wiggins this aggressive, and 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 he's doing it the right way. He's not forcing shots, right? He's not taking up the whole possession and taking bad shots. He's just saying, you know what? Whenever I get the ball, I'm gonna go at you two dribbles, and then. He's also going at him on the offensive rebounding. The Warriors, even without Otto Porter, who, you know, we hope is healthy, right? We hope gets healthy. But they owned the Mavs again on the offensive boards, and they've done it now twice against both Memphis and and Dallas back-to-back. And hey, Wiggins was a big part of that, six offensive rebounds today. I mean, I don't think I saw him once in the regular season, you know, do that thing where he, he cuts and slashes hard from the corner to get an offensive rebound. He's done that at key points of what feels like every playoff game in this series. And when I say key points, I literally mean that, where you're just kind of like, okay, the other team's kind of on a run, and it feels like if the Warriors don't score here, you know, it's going to it's gonna start getting tight. It's going to start getting uncomfortable. And he he hops in there, crashes the glass, and either, you know, puts it back up and finishes it or, like, you know, kicks it to Steph or Pool, and they hit the shot, like – just making those quintessential winning plays. We all know what it means to, when, when someone makes a winning play. Like you, there, There's not like a, a specific definition, but you know it when you see it. Yep. He's been making those on the glass, all playoffs. I- all postseason, it feels like he's just, at this point, he's got to be the best, just offensive, the best non-big offensive rebounding player by far in the NBA. I mean, Kevon Looney's the best, right? So, so outside of Kevon, it's Andrew Wickens on the boards. Just special stuff, man. Also, made all three free throws uh, at the end. They're very clutch. Had another tip slam on Luka. I, I just feel like sometimes... You know, you can have big plays in the first half, but a lot of the winning time happens in the second half. And we'll get to Dre Clay, who showed up in the second half when it was winning time. Those guys were awesome. But also, you know who else? There was Andrew Wiggins, made every single big play in the fourth quarter. The Warriors went small ball, right? Small ball only works if Andrew Wiggins can defend and play that four position. And in the modern NBA, he's just an absolute fucking monster. So just to, I don't know what else to say, Sam. I feel like I'm running out of words to explain this Wiggins performance. It wasn't even like a finals MVP performance. It was better. Like it was better than a finals MVP performance. The ones that, you know, Andre Godala had. So just special stuff from, uh, from Wiggins. Amazing performance from Wiggins. Um, let's get to one Stephen Curry. I feel like we bury the lead with him all Always the time. Always do. And this is another, this is another quintessential Steph performance. 31 points, 10 for 20, five threes. 11 assists, five rebounds. Any other player. 11 30, assists? Wow. Yeah, any other player goes 30, 31, 11, and five, and that's all we talk about. But because Steph kind of does it in his own way, Wiggins is going to be the talking point. It, it's not even a bad thing. Wiggins deserves all the credit he gets. It's just, you know, it, it, it's, it, I feel like it's unique to Steph that only Steph can put up that stat line and it's not the leading story. To, to bring it home, I really do think it ties to my Tom Brady comparison for the last podcast where he's got such a control of the game where he knows when to score versus when to pass. He never, he's not chasing the highlight the way maybe he would have, you know, six, seven years ago. And he's pulling all the strings in such an understated way that other people get the credit. And then you, you step back and you're like, dude, Yep. Steph was kind of just controlling that game. He, Anytime the Warriors needed a bucket, he was a little more assertive. And then when they didn't, he got other people going. And then when Wiggins was going, he knew to find him. He found Wiggins cutting at least three times on top of my head. I mean, it was just a quintessential, just like, dude, this guy, like, I, look, I think Luka's going to win an MVP. I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he, he has a chance to be the future of the league. But he's not better than Steph Curry today. And those subtlenesses show when they go head-to-head because Luca, Luca looks like a young guy who's super talented, playing for, you know, he's just playing on pure emotion. Steph's nice out there calculated, just being yep. like, yep. damn, that was a nice shot. Good job, but I'm about, to, I'm about to own you the next eight possessions. It's perfect. I mean, Steph played tonight how people think Chris Paul plays, is what he did. Just classic point guard performance. Uh, better shooter. Right, better, better guy creating at the rim, better score, better defender. Do also, does see? It's just. Yeah, I mean, he 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 low key is. <laughs> I mean, he's he's underrated on defense. Even though everyone kind of acknowledges he's a good defender now, it's like you watch the Warriors play; he's calling everything out like he's Marcus yeah. Smart, you know. <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't get the hype for it because, like, you know, Marcus Smart as brand himself is like the rah rah defensive guy, and like. But, fair, Marcus Smart's a hell of a defender, but, like, no one's no one's chopping up, you know, highlights on YouTube of Steph calling out where everyone right. should be on defense. Right. I mean, dare we say Steph is an elite guard defender? Like, it's just, they, they Dallas couldn't score on him. It, Dallas' best bet tonight was just going at Jordan Poole. Like, that was their only option and just shift the ball around and wait until they got an open three from a shooter that bricked a shot. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. The offense is all there. The three's back. The threes back. Back-to-back games now where Steph is hitting those crazy threes. He hitting the open ones, right? And he took a couple crazy ones, but that's Steph. And then also, no turnovers tonight. Very Like maybe one or two, but like nothing bad, nothing awful. Just incomplete, like you said, complete control of the game. He carried the team in the first half, I thought, in a way that reminded me a lot of what the Warriors were back then. Where it's just very much, you know what? Sometimes Clay and Draymond just doesn't have it, right? They just don't have it tonight. Steph, carry us because you're you're a top 10 basketball player of all time. You're going to be here no matter what. And that's the luxury that the Warriors have always had. So I thought I thought he carried the Warriors really in the first half of the last two games. And then when the other guy showed up, that was it. Like that's that's the beauty of Steph. Right? He's always gonna be there. He's always gonna be consistent. And man, I what can you say? Right? What can you say? He he in in a series, I'll cap it off this way. In a series where I think everybody said Luca is easily unanimously the best player on the floor yeah
0: that's not
1: true no and, and and like i i can't stress this i really do think luca at some point is going to be the best player in the nba if he is not the best player in the nba in five years um he's he's just disappointed he's unserious you know what i mean like he's <laughs> he's gone right, like the james sure. harden route where it's like right he right right could be good but you're happy getting your stats you know Um, but in 2022, he's not better than Steph Curry. And, and, you know, he might be able to get explosive scoring the ball like Steph, but we get to overall all the details of the game, ability to play defense, ability to not be a liability and hurt your team on defense. That's a big thing. No one, no one's expecting Luca to be a lockdown defender. I just, if I was a Mavs fan, I'd be like, he needs to be in better shape and not be the guy that the warriors just pick on. You know what I mean? Like yep. he can't be that guy. He can't be that guy and actually be the best player on a contending team. You know, yep. like because yep. at a certain point you get to the big boy level and the big boy level they'll 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 exploit that. You know, maybe like the, you know, kind of like the fraudulent good regular season teams like the Jazz and the Suns, you know, they don't know how to exploit that, but like the actual good teams, that doesn't well- play. Well, we saw how often Steve put the ball in Steph's hands tonight, and it was constant mis- mismatch playing and pick and roll, and just kind of getting Steph on the guy that can't guard the ball, right? And yeah. and I don't think we've seen that as much this season. And and I think he just unleashed it—not just in the fourth quarter, he unleashed it all game long. And I thought that was great. He also kept the ball out of Draymond's hand at the top, top of the key, right? You can see that was an obvious adjustment that Steve Kerr made. Just an incredible performance by him. Um, but I'm with you, like we don't want to see. I'm I'm a yeah. little I'm a little mad you didn't you didn't enjoy me with that subtle shot sons, Suns but you know. I, no no I was I was just gonna get to it uh, because <laughs> I was just gonna say you don't want to see Luca go down the path of your James Harden your Russell Westbrook your Chris Paul. Right. Like you don't want to see him go down the path of those guys where special regular season players. But it comes to the postseason. It's a completely different ball game. So, again, he's like 22 years old. I, I really don't have any slander for Luca. I, I don't have much just because he's he's going to be special. And we've got to see him. Uh, we've got to see him either make mistakes or succeed again way more in the future. He's just too young. Um, but right now, right, right now, Steph Curry's ball game right now. And uh, we're seeing it in, in this series so far. It's not close. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like uh, one Luca point. He, he has two ways to go from here. He has the talent. Is he going to work on his weaknesses and come back a better defender? And in two to three years, we're like, damn man, he's not bad on. He, you can't pick on him anymore. You know the way Steph did, right? The way Steph got stronger and got in better shape and got to a point where it's like it's kind of funny. He's actually a really good defender because he keeps working at it tirelessly even though Steph has no business being a good defender given his size and his athletic tools he just he literally willed it with a work ethic you know yep, yep. Um, is Luca gonna go down that path or is Luca gonna go down the um, you know I put 30 points per game and they're just gonna put my name on ESPN infographics and say I'm a superstar and collect money and you know I have no help. And, um, you know, it's not my fault my teams don't win. I just have no help and all that sort. Like, which path is he going to go down? He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Um, but in general, I think most young players always never strike me as that kind of guy. And, like, you get to the end of the road, you're like, eh, yeah, you didn't really want it bad enough. You know? <laughs> right. Like, and he's not gifted to the point. Like, look at the top five players, I think, of the past ten years. And uh, maybe we get back to the game after this. But look at the top five players of the last ten years. We got LeBron, KD. Giannis, Kawhi, and Steph. Four of those guys are seven feet tall and blessed, or like at least six ten, blessed with absurd athletic traits. Right then, you got the fifth guy who's six three, you know, two hundred pounds maybe max. Right? and that guy. It, it took him. It took him to like thirty-two to get close to two hundred pounds. By the way. <laughs> exactly, and and he got there, and he's in that pantheon because of how he is. I mean, obviously, he's the greatest skilled offensive player ever. But it's like he got there because he also isn't a fucking zero on defense. So anyway, just I think a great work ethic. For, it's yeah. it's the it really, it's the. It we're going. We're going back to the Tom Brady comp. I'm about to, you know, the avocado ice cream, the tv 12 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Steph doing. Yeah. <laughs> you think Steph is tv 12 Wouldn't surprise me. I, I think he's gonna have his SC30 workout regimen in a year or two. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. I don't know. Uh, he's, it's that. It's that type of thing. Like he's. I mean, I, I think we take for granted the fact that he's 34 years old. Most players fall off at 34. Most guards are done at 30. You know, like LeBron is a freak, right? But LeBron is also 6'9, 260. Like, it makes sense that he can age better. Like, the fact that Steph is aging and still performing and arguably getting better at certain aspects, even though he's 6'3 and, um, you know, maybe not the most athletic player, like, it, that speaks to like maniacal work ethic in my opinion maniacal. Uh, because u- yep. usually the guys who age at this point on are bigs. It's like the, you know, like Kareem aged well, but Kareem's an effortless seven two. you know, like Shaq. No, well, actually Shaq's did age well, but like, you know, it, it's usually like larger guys because they can use their size. So just calling that out. Yeah. It's just this guy is, we'll never see another like Steph Curry. So <sighs> what a series. What a series. All right, who do we get to next? There's a couple couple other guys I got in mind. Uh, Why don't you go with it? Uh, Clay and Dre, I think they're hand in hand right now. Me and you were texting back and forth all day. Um, And uh, we were kind of, and Sheed, all three of us were kind of chatting. And I think the big thing that I kept saying was, I just think these two guys are older. Clay's only got one day of rest. Uh, Draymond's maybe kind of just not as good as he was performance consistently and i think these guys show up kind of one time consistently out of every two three games and i thought the first half was off tonight sam what did you think about the first first half from these two guys yeah it's been a thing it's their performance (laughs) has been up and down for me like i i i've been disappointed with them but then they they've consistently had good second halves after having poor first halves so I don't know what to make of that other than like veteran acumen and veteran acumen like they come out with the energy thinking it's 2016 and then they realize they're not those guys and then they adjust to the game because they're veterans. I think they're grappling with their mortality in a way that Steph isn't as much. Right. But this is like this is like a this is a roster that kind of allows them to do that a little bit. Like Clay didn't shoot the ball particularly well tonight, but he also did have some timely buckets. Yes, he had, he had did. a bunch of timely rebounds. I mean, he he played some pretty good defense, particularly for key stretches of the game. Yep. Like I I think Clay played winning basketball, and I think yep. Draymond, despite I mean, Draymond's first quarter was really frustrating. Oh my but, like, god. But he, he settled into it, started attacking, and it was a lot of the same thing where I'm just like, I'm not sure if these guys are stars anymore, but they still know how to play winning basketball. And, you know, we can talk in the offseason about, like, their cap number and maybe sure. what they should be going forward. But the reality is they, they still know how to win games. I, they still th- know how to win. Yep. I, there you go. I mean, that that's what I was – that's what I was gonna say. Is that they were not good in the first half, but I also thought Clay. You know, specifically with Clay, I thought he missed shots. I thought second half he didn't force shots, which is I thought another kind of you know you talk about growth and maturity. That's another one defensively. I also thought Luca's kind of an okay matchup for Clay just because Luca's so slow, so it's like you know Clay can kind of map it out and figure out defensively how to guard him. I thought Draymond once he got that tech settled down. Um, I just Draymond was so bad. But after that tech, I thought he settled down because you know why? He shot the ball and he stopped complaining. He shot the ball. He didn't make it, right, for the rest of the half. But in the second half, he started going out the rim. He made one of those bullshit jumpers, which I think, you know, at this point, I think he, he really – Oh, my he God. Hit, he hit that three at, like, the perfect time, too. Like, Dallas is on the verge of a run. Right. Um, nothing is funnier than when Draymond hits a three right as you're about to go on a run. <laughs> where, it's just, where it's just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to, honestly, if I was the only opposing team, I quit. Like I just get that shit out. It's just complete BS. And he just hit that shot. He gets a couple layups, he just he's just way better defensively, stopped fouling, right? So, you know, he was just he was very good after that technical. And you can saw he's also stopped complaining to the ref, at least, you know, as outwardly as he usually does. So I'm I'm with you, man. Just we I think for these guys, we can't expect them to be great game in, game out, right? Anymore. But when it comes down to it, second half, Warriors going to the half up one. They come back, they win the game by nine, right? So they win the second half by eight, and it's Wiggins and Steph, but it's also those guys that showed up. So, you know, that, that's, what, that's what the Warriors are now, man. You're not going to get a 25-point win every game, but you're not going to complain when the team's up 3-0 in the Western Conference Finals.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
4: All uh, right, let's take the goons. To the goons. The loons? <laughs> the loons. Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, nothing. I'm in health and safety. Got a case of the room. Uh. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Wiggins. Wow, he's been the second best player in our team all playoffs, and he may be the second best player in this series right now. The way he's playing, he's making Luca settle for tough jump shots every time down. When he gets to the rim, he's there to stuff him. It's been fantastic to see his growth. Something clicked in that Memphis series where he just said, I'm bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody. It's been just magnificent to see the culture work its way on Wiggins. And what Steph is doing at 34 years old for a small guard, it's something we haven't seen. It's really, really special. And
1: <laughs> For a small uh, guard,
4: huh? Yeah, small guards. Uh, By
1: the way, my favorite – I just want to throw this out there – My f- Favorite Steph slander is like, you know, well, actually he's not that small. Where it's like, all right, now now we're just now we're just lying. <laughs> now we're just lying. A sport that's like dominated by dudes over six seven. We're gonna pretend the six two six three guy's not small. He's like, uh, and, and aside,
4: he's barely six three on a good day. But uh, yeah, and then Poole answered the bell in the fourth with two huge threes as the Mavs were starting to make runs. And uh, yeah, let's go to the finals. I'm praying Boston and Miami go seven. And
1: oh, that Ryan, that series
4: is going seven. Let
1: me there. ask you. Let me let me ask Ryan this before we get off. Uh, who would you rather play? I would rather play. This is cocky to throw us out before the series is over. But Bo-
4: Boston because they can't dribble. They got like one guy who could dribble. Like G- if GP two's back, we are. Having 18 steals a game on Jason Tatum, and I really do want to play Jason Tatum because I'm sick of people putting Steph over uh, Jason Tatum over Steph, and I want Wiggins to put him in a box like he put Luke on a box.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, I will save my – you know what, Andy, we're not going to talk about this, but I'm saving my take because I want to have some fun with this because it seems like the Warriors will be done with their series before – Easter it would appear conference one, so. So we can uh, we can play with that one a little bit, you know. Maybe, maybe get another episode on it. We, we we It would appear. Um. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. I want to talk about Jordan Poole after this call. Evan, on. what's up, man?
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Good Sunday night. Yeah, great win tonight, uh, guys. I just want to say uh, Pat Bev called Chris Paul a cone on defense. Now with the Dallas team, I see a lot of cones on the court, like a Dairy Queen. Shit, man. I see a lot of cones on the court, like a driving school. You know, so I I just want to know, like, what players do you think they they can continue to exploit over time in this series? Thank you. Fire. Fire.
1: Evan, I love it. Um, I said, th- isn't that the deal with Dallas? Like, I, I, Luca, obvious. Um, Dinwiddie, another issue. Bertrand's exploitable. Dwight, Dwight Powell, friend of the show, friend of the show, most true, by the way. (laughs) Um, Even, even Jalen Brunson, who's tough. But he's he's tiny. Like I, I don't think that the Mavs can put together a lineup which doesn't have a weakness space. But but you know, the crazy part is even when they switched uh Dorian Finney Smith. I think Dorian Finney Smith is by far their best defender. Um he's the closest the thing that yeah, the closest thing that they've got to like Mike Pell or, or you know somebody like that. Um uh, but like Reggie Bullock, who's their second best, like Steph is going by Bullock with ease. Steph is going by DFS pretty easily. So it's you know, I, I kind of was questioning this Dallas defense coming into, I really, I questioned them all season. I just was really confused with the personnel. Um, So maybe it's a good matchup for the Warriors. Maybe they've been smoking mirrors in it. I, I feel like I'm not giving them maybe enough credit, but I think end of the day, it's just when Steph is locked in like this, what, what defense can actually guard him, right? Like what, what, what Dallas started doing at the end was hilarious. Like they started doubling him at half court with no screen. Sam, there was no screen. They just jumped two guys at him, and Jordan Poole just had a wide open three. It reminded me of that game against Denver, didn't it? Just with that game winning or game cl- clinching three at the corner, or Jordan Poole just an open shot, and it's just it's going in every time. And um, also shout out to Clay for not shooting the first three because we've seen him do that a lot um, to get pull the open one. So when you double step at the at half court, man, it's open shots for everyone. KD knows. <laughs> Let's keep moving. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Ricky Garcia, my man. What's up?
0: Hey, what's up,
1: guys? How we doing? You know, just a phenomenal Sunday evening.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, man. What a night. Uh, really made up for the Giants looking
5: like absolute garbage this weekend. Also, shout out the random JTA appearance tonight. Kind of forgot he existed. Um, <laughs> I... I need this series. That was a, to that was in- a
1: quintessential Heat check.
5: Just throwing it out there. <laughs> of
1: course. Now, I need this series to end in a sweep because I have a flight to catch on the day of a hypothetical game five. Now, here's my question to you Was the Andrew Wiggins dunk the best playoff dunk since um, Baron Davis? Yes. Yes. It's. it's you know what? It's easily the best Warriors playoff dunk since Baron go. Davis. There you go. Um, I, I don't want to discount other teams' dunks, but they don't matter. me. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I discount them because I'm Warriors fan. Uh, Harrison Barnes had a couple cool ones back in the day, right? You remember he had a cool one against Houston, but yeah, I think this is the best one. West of Yeah, State. he had he had like a he had like a nice tip dunk in right. uh, against Houston, but like right. not not kind of cocking it back from the three point oh. line. the way wiggins did wiggins by the way underrated had a tip dunk from the side after that like two possessions later i almost feel bad for him that they didn't happen at chase because it just brought the house down but you know what it's i just i go back to mark davis get the fuck out of here man jesus jacob what's up man
5: hey guys um you know i could i could sit here and and Like nitpick, but I mean, what a phenomenal performance yet again! Shout out to uh, Kavon Loon Dog Jawan and our and our boy Andrew Wiggins. Um, Kavon literally has a tattoo on his leg, a Warriors logo. Um, Pay that man, make him a Warrior for life. You kind of touched on it, but I just want to point out that moment at the end. That dagger three by Jordan Poole was an assist from Clay Thompson. You know, like Clay didn't shoot his little like. Fade away, one-legged fade away. Um, Passed it out to Jordan Poole. Just an absolute clutch dagger. Um, I, I kind of feel like this team, after months of watching you know, the in and out of people in the lineup, people getting hurt, I think they're finally kind of coming together as a team. Not that they haven't already, but I think tonight has just been the peak of that. And I just want to see it keep rolling. And that's all I've got. Go Dubs.
1: Preach. Great point on Clay. Great, great call. Great call, Jacob. By the way, Clay, is that the first assist he's had to Jordan Poole? <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I have a no comment, man. All right. I'm just having a little fun with it. Just having <laughs> a little fun with it. All right. A uh, couple, couple big threes by Clay in the third, though, I thought. <laughs> Pretty huge. So, look, man, the guy's always going to keep shooting. <sighs> that he will. That he will. Let's get uh, let's get Mick up here. What's good, bros? You know, but nice, nice, solid game three win. Warriors in complete control. What's going on, Mick?
5: Was um, you know, um, uh, it's a very chill night. Really happy about this game. Um, Wiggs, bro, Wiggs. He's um, it's fucking amazing. I guess like one question for you guys. Um, if Otto. Hopefully not, but like if Otto can play um, next game, who do you think will um, step up as um I guess like as his replacement?
1: Yeah, this is a this is a good time to talk about JTA and uh, and uh, Moody. You got any thoughts, Sam? So first off, I thought Moody gave him solid miss tonight. Maybe not as good as the last game, but like he held his own. Okay, let, let's talk about Otto. I I do think it's important that they get auto healthy for the next series Th- he's just one of their best bigs. They need him, you know, like it's hard to replicate him, but in winning game three, they're somewhat playing with house money right now. So I would, I'm just going to guess auto. No way. No chance. I think, I think, I think there's a level of we can win one more without him. We can get it done. Let's buy him time because we need him for the, the next round type of thing like you know like honestly if they if they blow a 3-0 lead like you know, it, ain't, it ain't auto yeah right something, yeah, else, exactly. went, something was, so, else went wrong yeah so I, I think in his absence you're gonna see probably jta get some run you might see some kuminga run too you know like those are things but like they need auto back for the next round absolutely um jta i think uh, moody was, was not as good last last game, but I think that just kind of par for the course. He's a kid on the road. I mean, we saw Jordan Poole tonight, a kid on the road. It's tough, man. You can't blame him. It's just it's very hard to play playoff road games, especially at that age. So um, JTA is not a kid, but he's also young in his NBA career. I thought he was fine though; like he didn't make any mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing. Problem with Damian Lee last game is that he makes mistakes. Like you just can't make mistakes. And I thought that Moses Moody missed a couple of shots, and JTA, you know, didn't, didn't really shoot enough. But they make mistakes, and I think that's that's where you got to be with those guys, right? As long as you don't make mistakes and stay afloat, they're fine. So, yeah, I thought they were good. So I think I think more JTs coming next year. And by um, the way, I want to read this quote out because friend uh, of the show Jason Kidd. Um, he goes, "This is a lot bigger than one game or one series. This is huge for our franchise. None of you guys had us here. You had us supposed to be on vacation. We're going against." Uh, Uh, you can call us a dynasty. We aren't going against, uh, uh, this isn't the end. This is the beginning. I think he may have made a comment that this isn't Phoenix as well. (laughs) Um, but, but kind of like bringing up the point that like they're a young team on the build, uh, and they're going against one of the greatest teams of all time. So like put it into perspective. We're not playing, we're not playing the Phoenix Suns here. We're, we're, you know, uh, and I appreciate Jason Kidd. For calling it as it is, you know, this isn't, you know, they had their way with the Phoenixes and the Utahs of the world, you know, teams that are on their level. But, you know, now it's now now they're getting a chance to test themselves against teams maybe a level above, and it's a reminder that there's still work to be done. Definitely, friend of the show, Jason Kidd. Absolutely, very legend. Uh, Jason Kidd. Great quotes. Fun fact: First basketball game I ever went to is a Jason Kidd Cal basketball game. Wow! So, your thoughts? How great what was he? It? I mean, he's he's a phenomenal. He's he's one of my favorite players of all time. Like, oh, he, he, wow. you know how you know how it goes when you see a guy when you're like seven years old. You think he's the best thing ever, and like. <laughs> Just spitting in the face of logic, you know. I I would have been like one of those kids Who's like Russ is better than Steph because I like Russ because I'm 15. You know? <laughs> stop like, it, 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 stop it. Delete, the- yeah. delete the footage, Tim. Delete the footage. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, what's up, man? Hi, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on?
5: What's going on, man? Another awesome game from Wakes today. I gotta ask. If uh, going into the playoffs, someone told you Wiggins would be our second player and our third best player would be basically strength in numbers 2.0, how far would you think that we got in the playoffs? Thanks, guys.
1: Oh, I, I missed it. The win was killing me. Um, I heard the, I, were, he goes okay. he this one. If, huh. you, if I told you before the playoffs, Wiggins would be the second best player and then it would be strength in numbers behind him. How far do you think they'd be going? No, I thought I would lose in losing six to Memphis <laughs> is what I would have said. Uh just if you had told me that, that Clay and Draymond would not be the second of their best player, yeah, I would have told you losing six to Memphis. I agree. And you would have to, right? You would have told me Steph, you know, kinda of struggled a little bit shooting. It's just right? It's insane. I agree with you. I I I, I mean Hat tip to Wiggins and hat tip to the entire organization, because if you told me this before, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, that's, that's, that's cool and all, but that doesn't sound like a team that's getting past the, the second <laughs> round. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed by it. I, I, I am amazed by it. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's, let's give Alex one more shot up here. All right. Can you hear me? No, we can hear you. What's up, man? I right, about that. What's up, guys? I got,
5: I got some takes. So uh, I think Beast Mode Wiggins, um, this transformation is a Cody Ross-esque from way back (laughs) in the day. Uh, Someone needs to say it, though. The MABS reverse uh, affirmative action roster construction is just simply not working. Um, Shout out to the national media for front running. Uh, I think we can book it. Steph Curry will win the inaugural Kevon Looney Western Conference Finals MVP award. (laughs) uh, That Wiggins dunk was the nastiest thing I saw today besides Mark Haines' tweet. Uh, Mavs in six.
4: Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a boy. The
1: takes that—that's like ten takes at once. Holy one. shit! I don't even know where to go with that one. But um, <laughs> well, we didn't talk about Looney, Sam. We didn't talk about Looney. I, it's first off, I—I I don't know if I don't know if I appreciate Wiggins as Cody Ross. Yeah, I don't. Mm, yeah, yeah. He's—he's yeah, he's a little more accomplished than, than Cody Ross. Um, but, but Looney winning the inaugural Western conference finals, I mean, (laughs) I hope he does. I hope I like Looney. I I didn't think Looney had this level in him. Like we've always liked Looney, but like watching Looney get the the quote unquote praise for being the hero. Like it makes me happy. I don't know what else to say. Like it really does. It really does. Just a worker and just has his moment. Like you want that. It just, I uh, just, uh, how ha- how good do you think it is, you know, come contract extension time because he's an unrestricted free agent, but uh, I, I think right. So uh, coming into those extension talks, you know, Kevon Looney sits across the room from Bob Myers and his agent sitting there. And He's just like, yeah, we're only gonna offer you you know six, seven million dollars, and Kavon Looney's like, dude, <laughs> was I not Western Conference Finals MVP? Now I get fifteen at least. <laughs> just good for him, man. I'm happy for a guy that I think has fought through a lot of injuries. And uh, the, Marcus Thompson had a good piece today where he – or somebody that just wrote about – Slater. Uh, or Slater, just about the the Warriors picking up center after center after center. And <laughs> it's funny because even if James Wiseman was healthy, you know who well, the center would be starting the series? Big Big Loon. Yeah, not even close. The man is – the man is basketball Rasputin, just fighting his way through. <laughs> I am, I am the starter. I don't care. All right, let's keep moving. Zach.
5: Yo, boys. I'm not on the treadmill today because that was super relaxing. When I was making pasta, it was great. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I just have to point out Nick Wright. His officially regretting his tweet, uh, his comments about Wiggins uh, being a shitty player. When we trade for him. <laughs> Back in 2000, so that's, that's always fun to see. <laughs> friend of the show, uh, Nikki. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, you're right. So, uh, man, what a win. What a win.
1: Keep it going, boys. Thank you. I appreciate it. I a, appreciate it, Zach. Got a more reserved yeah. Zach tonight. I just, uh, go get a drink, Zach. Enjoy. <laughs> guy's Let's legit. get Ty up here. Ty, what's, what's up, up man? man? You, you. What's up, brother? How y'all doing? They're good. What's up, man? Uh, it's solid three, three and oh. Um, this was kind of predictable from the standpoint of Luca going dummy and uh, from a numbers perspective. But uh, I want to know how you feel about uh, the idea that one person can get it done or can or can't get it done by themselves because you see all of a sudden, you know, the stuff, the stuff has too much help. How many times are gonna get carried, et cetera, et cetera? But I feel like that's a that's a result of like the the narratives and mythologizing. So like if the Warriors do win this championship, I feel like there's there's going to be like a reaction to not give Steph the credit to make it a team thing. But I feel like that would be healthier for the NBA discourse going forward. I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Well, I feel like it, let me go first, Andy. I feel like the minute we start recognizing that Steph is the reason the Warriors are good, not that he's the Messiah, like like, uh, like Andrew Wiggins doesn't know how to put his sneakers on and tie his laces without Steph, which is like the way that the last like six years have been painted, which is weird. Like if we get back to treating Steph as like, the leader of a team who created a culture and an identity behind him, the way that they talk about quarterbacks and football, that's much healthier because that's an actual tangible way you can point to to Steph being the best player in the league, the the linchpin of a dynasty, whatever you want to say. It's much healthier than this idea that it's like, oh, he has too much help because like he, he doesn't get to play hero ball all game, you know? I'm with you. The Warriors played hero ball last season. You know where that got the Warriors? <laughs> got them nowhere. And, uh, Steph, like, we, we never saw Steph get that many kudos, I think, like just nonstop kind of flowers, if you will, uh, for the, for how he played last season. And he essentially played martyr ball because he played on a team that, that really was like this team tonight, where it just, it was, hey, Steph, go do your thing. And there was nothing else that the Warriors could do. And, and sometimes it feels like the, the, Ty mentioned it, pathology of players is, is that it's better to lose and you get your numbers versus... It's like, nah, man. The like, point of the game is to win. Win. Yeah, we all that matters. We, we talked about it earlier. I I, I think Luka is incredibly talented. Um, he clearly can score 40 points on anyone. On anyone. And he's a phenomenal passer. But is he going to do the things needed to be a team player to get them to the next level. And, and, and the sooner we start holding him to those standards, the better it will be. It's not even like a slight at him, but it's just like the reality of it. Instead of just being like, wow, look at his box score numbers, 30 and 22 and all this sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, but like, you're supposed to be that guy. You're supposed to be the leader of the team. And that's, I think that's where Steph excels more than anyone, because like, Yeah, could Steph have hunted his own shot and got forty tonight? Probably. I mean I see no reason why not. But he he controlled the tempo of the game and did what was needed to get the white. And that's at the end of the day, I think Steph has always been a proponent of this type of basketball. Same with Tim Duncan. I think Kobe learned this, right? He won a championship. I think even LeBron knew knew this when he got to Miami. Like there's just you just can't do everything by yourself. It's just not what player has ever done that? MJ had Scotty. Like, he had a bunch of good players on his team. Kobe had Shaq and a bunch of those guys, right? Like, it's just that's just how basketball is, man. This isn't. This isn't. Um, LeBron's uh, biggest title win was defined by Kyrie going nuts. Yeah. You know, Ray, 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 Ray. Allen hitting a three. Yeah. Right. Uh, Anthony Davis was, you know, like, well, actually, we don't count that one, so forget that one. I mean, but, that's you like, know. that's a half a ring. Shout yeah. out, shout out for the show, John Middlecroft. Let's get up here. Karima, what's up?
3: Hey now. Okay, so I'm just gonna start here because I told y'all I was feeling a sweep. And we are one game away from exactly that. And this game right here, it just I just felt like you know what? They are keeping their composure, they're taking us through this. We're not bugging out because every time that Dallas went on a run, they still kept it in single digits. So that was key, I think. And like y'all said, Steve Kerr, 4.0, 10.0, he is just pulling out all the stops at this point. And kudos to him. And just the greatness of Stephen Curry. And that's all that needs to be said. The greatness of Stephen Curry. Nine nine.
1: Beautiful. The best. The absolute best. I didn't know hate follow that up. Who wants to follow that up? What's <laughs> which one which one of the which one of the loons? Which one of the loons? I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna no. trust her, I'm gonna trust our guy, okay. Nikus. I oh, think oh, Nicus oh, can okay. handle it. i am be right I made vodka sodas and the Warriors won me 450 bucks. Tonight I'm feeling great. Oh yeah, uh, it was nice. It was nice seeing Reggie Bullock do his best Trevor Ariza in Game Seven impression tonight. I love that. Um, and I cannot wait till you guys bring friend of the show Nick Wright on the podcast and talk to him and uh, see how he's going to defend. I didn't come up with his name, but I'm seeing people on Twitter calling him Fluka Tragic on uh on the TF, uh right now, and that is pretty rough. good. You guys are going to have to let me go rapid fire because I'm a premium subscriber here. And if you're not subscribed to the Layers Premium, you should get on there, guys, because it's pretty good. But I got a couple questions I'm just gonna ask you or some takes I'm gonna throw out and and you're not gonna cut me off like you did last time. You're gonna let I'm me ready. Do I'm ready. I'm ready. We are one win away from being eighteen and 0 in the Western Conference playoffs under Steve Kerr. We now have twenty six consecutive playoff series with a road win. This isn't even a question, but we're never gonna see this in sports again for any team, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whoever we root for. This is unprecedented, and it will never happen. Wow. So I just want to give some props to the team, the core, Steve Kerr, everybody. I know we give Kerr a lot of shit. It's been his best coaching season ever. It's been the core. This is not the last dance. But, man, watching this, like, we sh- we cannot take this for granted, people. So I just want to say that. But first off, with all the money that's being accrued from this run, there's no justification from Joe Lacob to not pay Kavon Looney, Gary Payton II, Jordan Poole, and Attain Wiggins, right? There's no way that those players are not on the roster long-term, even if they have to pay $300 million in luxury tax. Rapid mm-hmm. Fire, what do you what do you guys say? They, they win a championship. Yes. Sam? Yeah, I think, um, first off, not every one of those players is a free agent this offseason. But I, I do think they're in a good position to keep majority of them. I think it's interesting. I want to get into this in the offseason. I actually was looking at this stuff and doing some prep work on it. Um, they... They're going to they're going to have, have to make some tough decisions at some point, but I'm not sure they have to make any tough decisions this offseason. OK, OK. Of all the superstars that the Dubs faced in the playoffs was Nikola Jokic, the one who gave the Warriors the most trouble so far. Like oh. those games were close. Every game against Dallas has been an eight point or more win. And Memphis only had jaw for three games. One of them was close. One of We beat them jaw's J- 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 on this conversation. Okay, that's um, fair. Fine, fine, you, fair. you can't play better with him off the floor and hit me. I right. no, it's just... <laughs> yeah. fair. Fair. So, Jokic Luka, who gave Jokic your who gave the where in the plan? Or is it Jaren so Jackson? Or is it Jaren Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Jaren's <laughs> a problem by the way. Jaren no one no one thrived more with jogging off the floor than Jaren because he, was, he wasn't being exposed to having to
4: like go for at once. Yeah. For,
1: for me it, for me, it was Jokic. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not a Luka guy, but uh, he's great. But Jokic is one of the three best players in the world. Yeah, I mean Jokic. he's the MVP. Jokic. Here we go. And then I got two more. Steph <laughs> is seven and zero in his last seven Western Conference games with wow. point totals of 36, 37, 36, 37, 21, 32, and 31. Should we talk about naming the Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP trophy after Steph instead of Magic Johnson? And is Steph Curry the best Western Conference playoff performer of all time? Wow. If they win the finals this year, is this the best playoff run of Steph's career or is it 2014 15? And lastly, wow. 2015 playoff Iguadala or 2022 playoff Andrew Wiggins? There it is. Those are my final There's three. What? What, do we, what do we say about those guys? There's the what? I love both those questions. I can't in good faith answer either of them before this whole thing ends. Yeah. Like you're asking me, is this Steph better than the 15 Steph? I gotta see how the finals plays out, and then it, is Wiggins better than Gaudreau? I definitely see how the finals plays out before yeah, I say yeah, that yeah. because because Wiggins' is, whole name was built off the finals. Is I mean, Steph is Steph the best Western Conference playoff performer of all time at this point? Given, I mean, eighteen and zero in the Western Conference under Steve Kerr, and then they had the two years beforehand, but I mean the moments like it's it's him, Kobe and Shaq, and I think I think he's above Shaq at this point, right? I mean, it's, Magic. Um, oh, and – well, OK. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine. Steph, uh, Steph wins this championship though and, and, again, we're getting hit. But he wins sure. this championship. Just give him all the – I mean this – I would say this is uh, – God, somebody asked me this question today. So I'm going to rephrase your question, Mikas. If you're able to – if you're going to rank this cha- – I would say this probably number three just because the first is the first. 16, 17 is the greatest basketball team of all time. This is like maybe 2A, 2B. This is the like, one. Behind. man. This is the. For uh, me, you think this? You think this I, is no, one? You're in, going. This in, is the best ever. The the first one. I started watching the Warriors in 2012 because uh, yeah. I have family who lives in San Francisco and it was you know I they loved the Warriors and so I became like a Warriors fan. End of 2013 playoff run. I got in right at the right time. I bought the stock low and you know then Tesla went really <laughs> up. You know I got, I got <laughs> yeah. lucky. But that that that's what happened. The first one was great, but I'd only been a fan for you know two years. The 16-17 one was amazing because they were the best ever. Man, after the two years, after watching every basically game when they were 15 and, and what, 50, and then the last year, which was a tough watch right match right, a lot right of right, times, right. Great as greatest stuff was this one. Man, like that's why I'm saying we gotta soak it in because like I was emotional when Clay had the game six Clay against Memphis. Like I, I shed tears with my friends. I, like, when I, I actually, yeah. When 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 they finished tonight. And I was looking at my two fr- my two friends on Facetime as we were watching the game. I said to Chris, I said, "We gotta soak this in, dude, because we've been watching this team for for years, but this one feels different to me. This one feels unlike the other ones. I, they haven't finished it yet, but right now, the journey has meant more to me than any of the other journeys. This is this is one I'm never, I'm never gonna forget. I'll never yeah. forget any of them, but this one, all timer. M- yes. I appreciate love- the call." It, by the
2: by to, way, I think we have to end on that one. By, by the way, I, another thing. By the way, another thing. Hold on. Mika's Scott family in SF. It, dude's never in SF. If you're in SF, you gotta hit Sam and I up. What, what are we doing here?
1: But anyway, you go on. That goes without saying. Um, I kind of want to end it on Mika's right now. No. We're, we're, we're pushing an hour, and I'm not sure I disagree with him. I think the first one happened so fast that we all got like suckered into it, and then they hit adversity, and then they get KD. And it's like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then it all falls apart. And then we get a pandemic. That was a pandemic. You know what I mean? (laughs) And now it feels like um, having seen this team go through everything. I don't want to say there's more of a sense of appreciation because we're all we're all pretty cocky. But, um, but like, in some ways I do feel that, like, there's a sense of it happened so fast, it got taken away, that now you're like, okay, I I feel like I can put this in the proper light. Because I can tell you right now, I don't think we're ever going to see a sports team in our lifetime who's this good in the Bay Area. Oh, man. The Giants put together a nice little run for you uh, with Cody Ross. (laughs) Uh, They were not this time. But they were not this, though. Like, this this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the the 80s. The 80s Niners potentially meant this to football, but that's what we're talking about. 35 years. Every 30 years, you get a team like this, maybe. 30 years, man. So you're telling me the next time this happens, I'm fucking on my deathbed. You know what I mean? Like, this this is – you're right. I mean, this is one of (laughs) – I'm not and, that and that's stuff. not it. It's, it's, it's like, it's true. You might get a team this good, but are you going to get a team who's potentially going to go to six finals in eight years, seven finals in nine years, win four? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. It's, you might get you might get one. You might get a miracle season. You might even get two miracle seasons. But the this level of change the game and, and we've ignored the change the game part right this right. level of that like it, i don't know man you don't you're, you're probably not gonna see it again and, and to do it, and to do it with guys that you grew up with, right? When when these guys started on this team, I mean, shit, man, that was eight years. I was a totally different person. You were a totally different person. And just to grow up with these guys we remember Steph at Davidson, we remember Clayups, we remember Draymond starting behind you know David Lee didn't even get to start until David Lee got hurt, right? Just those three guys, and then you remember. KD coming here after 2016 just growing up with this is insane like it's not like that's the difference between this and just so many other kind of just flash in the pans where I mean we're talking about other guys that the Warriors have gone up to it's like LeBron said like a couple flash in the pans where it's just like cool you go there you win a championship great and that's it right this Warriors team it's like you go through the the beginning then you get to the shitty part then you get to the heartbreak then the championship then the heartbreak again in the championship right it's just insane I mean, I'm, I'm just going to end on this. LeBron will have been on three different teams. Harden will have been on three different teams. Chris Paul would have been on four different teams. Russ. Um, Russ will be on like 18 teams because no one <laughs> wants him. Uh, I keep going on the list. All these dudes are just desperately chasing things and switching teams because they can't make it work. And Steph's doing it all from one location the whole time. The whole time. So, I, I it's not lost on me. It's not lost on me. I was not ready to wax poetic with Nikus, but I appreciate it. You know, we're, we're, we might be doing this for for the next month plus, and you know every what? single pod. And you know what? I'm okay with it because, man, as we learned, a weird a weird Danny Green come from like this stuff. It it can come and go really quick, so you gotta appreciate it. This is this is incredible, and uh, the Warriors have a chance to finish us out on Tuesday night. Oh well, I guess the, the somebody wants to come on. Sam, let, let's get this guy on. Jacob, he was actually at the game. He claims so. Why don't we just get him on for for a minute here and, and have him uh, have him talk about how the Mavs crowd was uh, silent for the last 10 minutes. All right, we're getting Jacob up here to give us the Close official the crowd response, and then we're out.
2: All right, boys, can you all hear me? Yes, we sir. can hear you. What's up, man? Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I was at the game. I was up in the 300 section, um, and I just, I just, there's two things I really want to say. that I just feel like gets this Warriors uh, crew all riled up, they open the game, right? They do the, they do the introductions, and then you know the lights go down, and they get this light on center stage, right there on the center court, and the PA is on the mic, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, look at center court. I want you all to look at center court and tell me what do you see out there." And of course, the Big Mavs logo, right? And he's like, "That means something tonight, because this is our hometown." And I'm laughing to myself. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me! This is your hometown? Come on!" And he's like, trying to get the crowd riled up, and the crowd's going nuts. And I'm expecting David Letterman to walk onto on to, uh, <laughs> onto, to the uh, to the court. Right? I'm like, "This is crazy!" And then, of course, the Dubs come in and smack it down. My favorite moment, though, when the, you know the crowd trying to get riled up. By the way, the roof went off, like went off, when Draymond got the tech. Great moments in uh, for Dallas fans, but the the best moment for me was when Dallas got like four offensive rebounds. They just kept getting him, get in, get in, and then it went to a 24 second violation, right? They got the shot clock violation, and then Wiggins comes in with that jam. Oh my goodness! My my 300 section was silent. Was silent. It was awesome. What a great game to be at. It was my first postseason game to watch the Warriors. First time, actually. The only other time i watched the Curry was actually in a preseason game. So, I mean, I was loving it. And honestly, boys, thank you so much for having me on. I love you guys. This is my first time calling in, and I appreciate it. You guys rock.
1: Look at that. Jacob, I'm, I appreciate it. I'm so happy we took that call. You hear that? He said pitch silence, pin drop you could hear when the Wiggins made that duck. <laughs> I love like, it. I didn't get any better, Sam. I got no words, man. That's, that's a great way to cap it off. We're going to end it here. We will be back. As always, after game 4, appreciate everyone. Night night.